Coming up on this week's WAC podcast, we talk with James Miller, the New Mexico State men's basketball associate head coach. Yeah, we talk with Coach about what life is like in the bubble in Arizona now that they've relocated due to COVID restrictions in New Mexico. We talk about the facilities and plus their game ahead looking at Arizona Christian on Friday. We'll also have Rachel's interview with Ani Oleda from California Baptist Women's Basketball. That's all ahead on the WAC Podcast. Today's episode of the WAC Podcast is brought to you by Hercules Tires, the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference. Now here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Rachel Vigil. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. Rachel Vigil, Eric Danner, both going from our homes right now. Denver has gone into a code red, I believe it is, Eric. Is yeah, I think it's pretty much the whole state. I Did you get that kind of scary Texas? alert on your phone saying we're like in this terrible zone to like basically stay inside? Yes, I did get that little notification. Yep. So we're both staying home, staying safe. It is Thanksgiving week, though. Eric, what are your plans for Thanksgiving? Well, hopefully some turkey and some uh, mashed potatoes. And uh, since I went gluten-free a couple of years ago, I did buy some uh, uh, gluten-free cornbread mix. I'm not going <laughs> to, I've, I've told people that we're going to be eating with, uh, that I'm making that. And they said, well, you, you can eat that. I don't think uh, gluten-free You'll have cornbread to give us a review. <laughs> give us a review next week on how that cornbread was. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to bring some into the office next time we're there. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows when that'll be, though. So it, it could go bad by then. That's true. That's true. And hopefully we'll, uh, you know, who, who knows how things are going to go. We just got to be, uh, follow protocols and, and be as safe as possible. And I know that's what our, our schools have been doing. And uh, believe it or not, Rachel, we're, we're finally to the week where basketball begins. And uh, just as we suspected, uh, there, there's a lot of changes going on. Remember, we're doing the show last week and we uh, talked with Kyle McDonald, and we weren't sure where New Mexico State was going. And then later that day, they announced they were in, in Phoenix. We're going to hear a lot more about that with James Miller, their associate head coach. But, uh, I mean, having to uproot uh, both the men's and women's programs out of state, I mean, it's uh, it's a challenging year, that's for sure. And uh, But they, they're making the, mo- the the best of it. Yeah, no easy tasks there, and I'm excited to hear from Coach about what that bubble is like out there in Arizona, uh, just how, you know, they're getting a core, what the weight rooms are looking like and everything on that end, too. There's a lot well, a lot more that goes into it than just hopping them all on a bus or plane and heading out to Arizona, so I'm excited to hear from Coach uh, Miller there, but yeah, women's team also in Tucson. Yeah, and theirs is a little different uh, setup, whereas the men are, are basically camped out in Phoenix only. Uh, they were practicing in Arizona so they could get some practice time in, uh, but then they play UTEP uh, this week at UTEP in Texas. So uh, they, their, their schedule is a little different than what the men have where they basically had to sequester in Phoenix. The women, I believe, are going to be going a little bit of back and forth uh, between New Mexico and Arizona, uh, maintaining those uh, two-week uh, uh, protocols where they have to quarantine as well. It'll be interesting to see how that like ends up playing out where you know, men are also playing Arizona Christian on Friday. So then you mentioned the women with UTEP. That's going to be one of the most interesting things I think about all of this COVID stuff with basketball is how they handle the schedules and if anything changes and what that'll look like. You know, football's a little bit different where they've only got one game where compared to basketball, you've got two games now, Friday and Saturdays or whatever it's going to look like. I guess that's for conference, but non-conference, we don't really know. 
the, the other challenging thing with football, having so many players on a team, so many coaches, so much sure. support staff, basketball, you can do a little bit more bubble-like experience where, you know, you have 12, 15 players, you have, you know, three, four, five coaches, some trainers. So the numbers aren't as, are, as uh, drastic as football, but yeah, it's usually once a week. So it'll be interesting to see once we get going Wednesday, how many games are, you know, are, are underway and if any get canceled. Uh, speaking of that, the Chicago State men were supposed to open at home on Wednesday against Uwe Pui and uh, Uwe Pui, the Indiana University, uh, Purdue University, Indianapolis, uh, was not able to make the trip due to the COVID uh, constriction or restrictions that they have there. So uh, since they had an open date, they, there was a team that dropped out of, a, of the Illinois uh, Classic. So Chicago State now going to the University of Illinois to play three games, including the Fighting Illini, the number eight ranked team in the country. They're going to play them Thanksgiving morning. Yeah, Coach Irvin said it's just about getting over that hump. And so what a great test for the first match of the season <laughs> to go up against Illinois. Yeah, and uh, that's actually going to be on the Big Ten network uh, for folks that, that have that. They're also playing Ohio on Wednesday, and they're going to play North Carolina A&T on Friday. So they get three games back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. So a pretty good situation for Chicago State. They get to stay in state. And they get to play three teams, obviously, Illinois, one of the best teams in the country, but uh, get a good test and, and get three games under their belt the very first week of the season. Yeah, it'll be great for them. And some other basketball news, Eric, is the NBA draft was last week, and a former New Mexico State guard, Treble and Queen, was not drafted, although he did end up signing the next morning with the Houston Rockets. So congratulations to him. Yeah, we were uh, waiting with bated breath, hoping that uh, Trevlin would get selected as many of the mock drafts had him in the second round. Instead, Trevlin uh, goes undrafted. But then the good news there is you get to choose which team as long as they're, you know, offering you a contract um, Mm -hmm. where you want to go. So I'm sure he probably had several offers and he and his agent decided uh, Houston was probably the best way to go there. Their training camp will start December 1st. I mean, it's pretty amazing (laughs) The NBA season what just ended, what, mid-October. They've already had the draft. They had this crazy free agency period uh, this past week as well. And then December 1st, they're practicing first games December 22nd. So uh, not much time for Trevlin to uh, make his mark there with the Rockets. I know uh, listening to some various podcasts here and there, it's going to be hard for rookies this year because usually – they get drafted, or they're, if they're not drafted, they put them in the Las Vegas Summer League, and that gives them a chance to play for that team, for some of the coaches. They can be evaluated. They don't get that chance this year, so they might be relying more on veterans, and uh, maybe the rookies play more in the G League, that type of thing. But uh, Trevlin Queen, and we'll talk to James Miller a little bit about him as well, does have a great chance. I mean, he's one of those guys who justifies the odds everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. Absolute basketball, straightforward, got those blinders on. That's all he wants to do. And I, he's already in Houston. Um, I follow him on Instagram, so I saw that he was already in Houston, and wow. he's getting ready to go, get this thing underway. Another uh, piece of news from the WAC this week is uh, Dixie State uh, naming a new head uh, track and field coach. They uh, welcome in Derek Atkins to be the head coach. So congratulations to him. He was at uh, Western Carolina University before coming to Dixie. And uh, uh, as we've mentioned before in the show, Rachel, the indoor track and field championships for the WAC won't be happening this year due to all, due to this uh, schedule truncation. But uh, we will have the cross country championships the week we would normally have indoor track and field and then outdoor track and field still planned 
for May in uh, Edinburgh, Texas. Yes, definitely. And Eric, this just popped into my mind. And since this is a podcast, we can always go back to subjects. But I was just That's thinking right. basketball. We talked a little bit about Milanoff the last week on the podcast. I wonder if he was at the Ball family's residence for their uh, draft party that night, now that I think about this. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, I actually did look up this morning to see if he had signed anywhere. I did not mm -hmm. see anything that said he had signed. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. I mean, there was talk of him playing overseas, um, you know, maybe catching on in the G League somewhere. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting because they did get a lot of uh, – run there the uh, ball family did during the uh, draft quite the party lamello went to number three to charlotte so mm -hmm. that uh that that could be uh, you, you never know sometimes uh it helps to have friends we had scott williams on the podcast boy it was a while ago now but it was a during the last ago. dance scott williams uh the analyst for gcu men's basketball played for the chicago bulls for three years with michael jordan and was also a north carolina alum and the reason he got the contract, or big reason he got the contract, obviously had to be good enough, but uh, Michael Jordan put in a good word for him to sign as a uh, undrafted free agent with the Bulls. He winds up making the team, but uh, helps when you have guys like Michael Jordan, you know, uh, hey, yeah. hey, Jerry Krause, why don't you take a look at this guy and bring him in possibly? So maybe uh, LaMelo could say something to Jordan and Charlotte, hey, uh, you need to bring this guy in too. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Going back, though, now to Dixie. Uh, yeah, congratulations to uh, head coach Atkins. Um, a huge honor to obviously do that and then not have the championship this year, but just looking forward to the next. It's always just continuing on to the future. Absolutely. And then, uh, Rachel, the uh, MLS, we, we've talked a little MLS uh, on the show here the yes. past, uh, what, nine months or so, and uh, you had the chance to go to the bubble and, and uh, with the Colorado Rapids, but I believe their season is now – uh, sadly come to an end their season has come to an end it came to a or end on sunday night um yeah they lost three nil to minnesota it was a tough game because you felt like the rapids played well enough that they should have won and they just didn't obviously i'm a little bit biased on that because i cover the team and i want the team to do well but um disappointing i would say but on to next year like i said looking ahead to the future and uh, generally speaking, I don't know if you would know this off the top of your head, Rach, but uh, the MLS draft has been in January over the past few years. Now, obviously, that's after the college season has ended with no real college season. I believe maybe some of the Power 5 schools did play men's soccer in the fall mm -hmm. this year. But with a majority of the teams playing in the spring, if they're going to have the MLS draft in January and how that might impact, you know, uh, if there's any players from the WAC who potentially could be drafted. That's a great question. I honestly have not heard anything about the draft, but I know they're trying to get their season started on time. So regular season starts in March, preseason in February. So giving the players, the MLS Cup is supposed to be December 12th. So giving the Oof. team that makes it, I know they're cutting it real close. So you'd get about a month and a half and go straight into preseason. But I think it's all kind of very, very fluid and see what ends up happening with COVID numbers and what that's looking like. But right now they're supposed to get the regular season started on time. So I guess we'll see what ends up happening with the draft. Well, the, the, uh, the word is we, we have two vaccines for COVID and hopefully those will be uh, safe and rolled out here in the near future. And uh, we can get back to somewhat normal of a life mm -hmm. uh, as 2020 has definitely been challenging. I know a lot of people looking forward to that uh, New Year's uh, ball dropping on uh, January 1st this year. 
What's so funny is I remember the ball dropping on December 31st, January 1st at midnight. And I was like, 2020 is going to be the best year ever. But oh my goodness, has 2020 been the most, I don't even have words for it, most challenging, most challenging, most different. I, yeah, I don't could, even have words. Like I could have never imagined a year like this. Not in a bajillion years, Eric. <laughs> yeah. So. But hopefully everybody listening out there is uh, staying safe and uh, have a, as good a Thanksgiving as you can have. That's also, you know, one of the, the sad parts. I know uh, you always look forward to seeing a, a bunch of people on Thanksgiving. And I, I know here in Colorado, anyway, we're going to be somewhat limited there. So we're going to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, limit our gatherings uh, as much as we can and, and maybe drop off some food to some folks here and there just to, to have somewhat of a Thanksgiving experience this year. Yeah, well, Eric. Sending all of my love and everything to you and your family and for a happy Thanksgiving as well to everybody listening. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and we will see you. And then it's Christmas season. <laughs> I already got my uh, Christmas, uh, not the tree up, but uh, some of the decorations uh, up because it was uh, some nice weather this weekend. So I figured I might as well take advantage of that uh, while you can. But uh, Christmas yeah. is around the corner and also around the corner is going to be our interview with New Mexico State men's basketball associate head coach James Miller. You're listening to the WAC Podcast. We would like to thank our sponsors of the WAC Podcast, Hercules Tires and Adidas. Now, back to Eric and Rachel. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. Eric Danner and Rachel Hill. We are now joined by James Miller, the Associate Head Coach for Men's Basketball at New Mexico State. Coach, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Coach, uh, obviously you guys have been in the news quite a bit uh, the past week. I mean, New Mexico with uh, all kinds of COVID restrictions, basically uh, forcing your team to look elsewhere to practice and play. Uh, we heard uh, when we did the podcast last week, we heard Phoenix, we heard Tucson, we heard Las Vegas. You guys landed on Phoenix. T tell us what went behind the decision to move the team to Phoenix, at least temporarily. Well, you know, like you mentioned, obviously with the restrictions of the state of New Mexico, it wasn't going to be possible for us to play and practice. And, and, and so had to make a, a relocation. And so um, going into that decision, we, you, the cities you mentioned, along with El Paso, were kind of the, the four we kind of, um, you know, really focused on. And then um, came to, to Phoenix last week uh, was Sunday. Myself and um, Bron Cartwright, our deputy AD, and then Zach Witherspoon, our strength coach, got on a little plane. Um, and flew to Las Vegas and looked at three different places and then looked at three different places in Phoenix and came upon the Arizona Grand as kind of the best choice for us. And it, it's a great setup for our guys um, because they don't have to leave the, the campus. It's a, it's a very big um, resort. And they were able to set up a ballroom with a court in it. Um, so our guys have 24 access to the court where just our guys can use it. And so, um, you know, it's been a whirlwind, to say uh, the least, the last week. Um, but it's kind of par for the course with how the last six, seven months yeah. have gone. How much like a bubble is being there? I mean, so the NBA obviously had their bubble. No one could go in and out. You're pretty much just secluded. So how much like a bubble is it? I think it's probably as close to a bubble as you can get at the college level. Um, you know, basically there's restaurants on site. Um, we have our own team room that only us can use. We have our own conference room for video. Um, you know, we're kind of secluded where the resort's a little bit um, off of a main strip. So um, you don't, they don't have to leave for anything. Um, we've gotten meals catered in or DoorDash, those types of things to try to uh, alleviate anybody having to leave. 
Um, and so it's been um, really rare for people to leave outside of going to get grocery pickups, those types of things as far as our staff. Um, for the guys, they haven't had to leave at all. We're talking with associate head coach James Miller from New Mexico State. Coach, in that bubble or quasi-bubble, I mean, are you allowed to have your family? I mean, obviously it's Thanksgiving week. Um, you know, play, players and, and coaches probably want to see at least some family or friends. Is that is that allowed in this situation? Yeah, you know, we're working through all the details of what that's going to look like. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we all, we all have families. Um, some of us have kids and little ones. And so um, I think kind of in the, in the infancy stages of figuring out how to do it, you know, I think they're going to have to be tested a couple of times in order to come. Um, and then they would be tested just like the team when they're here just to give us the best chance to, to not run into any COVID issues and, and run into any stoppages or pause for us so that we can continue to, you know, play games. What's the testing protocol like for you and the team? So it's, it's, it's been the same for us the last month. Um, we've been tested three times a week, PCR, um, at home, and then we'll continue to do the same thing now that we're into the, uh, the season because that's what the NCAA requires. But you see that a lot of teams have been shut down, especially the last couple of days. And, and that's because it's gone from, you know, one time a week with 25% of your program to now everybody's going three times a week. So, um, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, however you look at it, um, everybody's, you know, now testing positive because everybody's getting tested and a lot, most people are asymptomatic. So um, it's the same uh, protocol as we've been doing and it's no different for us and knock on wood, hopefully that's why we can, can continue to stay COVID free. Now, as far as the setup there, coach, uh, We've seen some pictures. Uh, you guys are at the Arizona Grand. They've set up a ballroom for you guys to practice in, very similar to what we saw with the NBA teams in Orlando. So tell us what the, the facilities are like there. Oh, the facilities here are, are top-notch. So, yeah, like you call it, we're, we're in a ballroom. Um, they've installed a college-length four with hoops in there. Um, our guys have 24-hour access to that. They just have a key card where they can just swipe and get in there, um, get shots up, work out. Uh, etc. Um, and then we have a weight room uh, on the facility here uh, at the resort. And because of COVID, it, it's very quiet here Monday through Friday. You know, Friday afternoons, there's a couple other courts on this campus where they host uh, AAU events. And so Friday, Saturday, and a little bit of Sunday, it's a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more action taking place on the resort. But Monday through Friday, especially afternoon, it's very quiet. So we have our own access to a, a weight room facility that's really nice. Um, it's, it's probably the nicest hotel weight room I've ever seen. Um, I mean, it's four different, I mean, it's, it's, it's like a resort, it's a resort, you know, and, and you don't ever have to leave, which is nice for us. Um, and then the meeting space that we have access to and they've given us has been great. A um, couple of different places and the rooms are, are a resort, a timeshare-ish type room. So they're not just the typical hotel rooms. You really have kind of two separate living spaces in each of the rooms, um, which allows our guys not to be on top of each other um, and to have their own space. Um, so from the amenity standpoint, uh, it's, it's, it's as good as it can get, I think. I don't think you probably know this, Coach, but I was in the bubble with the MLS down or, or in Orlando back in July. It seems like so long ago now. But my only complaint when I was down there was that I was eating chicken and salmon for every single meal. So for you guys, how are you getting food? Can you choose what you want at the restaurant? Or is it kind of like a, a buffet line that you have to go down and you have the same meals all the time? 
Yeah, so that's a great question. With, with Zach Witherspoon, our strength coach, he's kind of responsible for setting up all the meals with some help of some others. But um, for breakfast, it's kind of like the continental breakfast setup. You have all the bagels and, and yogurts and cereals and all that stuff. Um, but there's enough variance where our guys, not at least <laughs> not, a, not a week into it, have complained quite yet. And then for lunch and dinner and then snacks, um, you know, Zach's tried to really change it up and have two or three different options for each meal. And like you said, try to get some variation because obviously we might be in this thing for the long haul and um, they don't want to eat chicken every single meal. They don't want to eat salmon every meal, like you said. And so um, we've already had a couple of those too, but um, it, it's been fine so far. And, and like anything, we're all going to get tired of kind of eating out. Um, you know, it's just, it's just the reality of the situation, but at the same time, our guys are eating good and, and living pretty good. So I, I think, you know, they know it's a blessing and they really do. They understand that. And they're just thankful to be able to play. You know, you, with James you hate Miller it when and, you're down there. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Eric, Go ahead, you Rick. hate it when you're down there and then you come home and you have to cook again and you're like, oh gosh, I don't want to yeah. cook. Like I'd rather somebody just cook for me. <laughs> yeah. And our guys aren't cooking either. They're, they're just going to go eat another bagel or, or get, get a bowl of cereal. <laughs> they don't like what's being served. But so far, I mean, Zach, Zach's knocking it out of the park so far. So knocking on wood, hopefully we can keep doing that. Talking with James Miller and James last week, we saw uh, Mario Mocha gave a press conference to announce that you guys were moving to Phoenix and he got emotional during the press conference, rightfully so. I mean, imagine it's been taxing on, on everybody at New Mexico state trying to figure out how to get this done. And, and also you want to honor those commitments you made, as Mario said to your players, you, you made a commitment to, for them to play at your university and you're doing whatever you can. So I got to imagine it's been taxing kind of on everybody there. Yeah, it's funny. I, I did an interview with uh, a radio station last week, and they asked to describe the last couple of months. And I said, it's been like a roller coaster. And then, it's, you know, and then the same person had interviewed Coach Jans a week or two before that, and I hadn't heard that interview. And Coach said the exact same thing. And I think with the emotion you saw from Mario, um, that's what it's been. It's, it's been a lot of peaks and valleys, and it's been a roller coaster. Every time um, we feel like we kind of have, uh, some structure and a, and a schedule to what we can plan for, it's changed. Um, and that's hard with young men um, and, and us with families. And, you know, we're trying to run a program um, and trying to do the best we can to give our guys the answers that they're, you know, questions they're asking. And oftentimes we haven't had answers and that's very difficult. So what you saw from Mario, um, I think is, is a, a direct correlation to how we've all felt. It's been stressful. It's been a roller coaster. It's been um, very hard, but, with guys like Mario and our, our president, our chancellor, and Brown Carrot, our deputy AD, the support they've given us um, to where we never felt like the season was in jeopardy, like a lot of schools right now, um, has obviously been second to none. So what you see from Mario is his hard work paying off and say, hey, you know what? We'd rather play in the Pan Am and Las Cruces, but if we have to go to the Arizona Grand and figure it out from there, that's the next best scenario. We'll work with it. So, um, you know, I, I just it's that's what it's been, and it's been that way for the last couple months the last seven months, eight months now, but for sure the last couple of months as the season's got a little bit closer to us. You mentioned that these are young men. How have you seen the maturity of them step up in the last couple of months and even weeks? You know what? They, they really have stepped up because um, just like all of us, we want to know, okay, what time is practice tomorrow? Okay, where are we going to play games? Um, okay, are we going to be able to practice? Okay, how's this going to look? Where are we going to go live? Um, and so our guys have really had to uproot their lives um, not only moving to Arizona, but in the, in the few weeks prior to that, when we kind of put them in a bubble on campus and they were living uh, in houses on campus and 
getting tested three times a week and meals delivered to them. And they've gone from being a traditional college student or student athlete to, uh, you know, functioning like they're in the NBA bubble in a lot of ways. And, and that's tough. They have dogs, they have families. Um, and so they've, they've, they've handled it as well as I think they could have handled it. Um, they've kind of gone with the flow as good as anybody and we could ask for. Um, and, you know, again, it goes back to like all of us that love basketball or whatever sport we've played or been around. They just want to play. They want to they want to be a part of a team. They want to practice every day. Um, they want to get yelled at from time to time and they want to play. And, and so now them knowing that this is the way we're going to have to go about doing it, um, they've been accepting of it. And I think they think of it as a positive, too, because they really do have a nice place to stay right now. They do have, um, you know, good good amenities to with access to and you know, our day off yesterday, there's a water park on, at the facility. So we're in the water park, staying away from everybody, social distancing for sure. But, you know, just like trying to, again, create our and create and keep our own bubble. But at the same time, um, they've been very mature at how they've handled it. Well, Coach Miller, the other challenge, I guess you guys have a, as a coaching staff is not only trying to figure out, okay, where are we going to practice? Who are we going to play? But also integrating new players into the program and you have a number of new players that transferred in or, or freshmen, what have you, how have you been able to work with the team? How much have you been able to work with them the past couple of weeks? Well, the past couple of weeks trying to integrate those new guys has been difficult because we've been um, limited in what we could do from the standpoint of not having more than five guys on the floor at the same time. So we've got a lot of five on O taking place uh, just as far as, you know, dummy offense, dummy defense, um, trying to make sure we, we understand what play this is and, and where we need to be for here defensively. But you and I both know it's really hard to get that experience when you're not competing against each other um, five on five. And so that's it's, it's been difficult. Um, again, they've done as good a job as we could ask for. Um, but here, you know, with the season starting in a few days, um, it's difficult to really have a great gauge of where we're at because we haven't been able to compete like we're accustomed to um, and then you throw on top of it, it didn't have a traditional summer and an early part of the fall with workouts because of because of the COVID. So, um, I mean, I think Coach Jans has said it many times, and we're all aware in our program that that's not going to be a good excuse for us. We're going to continue to go about our business the way uh, with the expectations that we've had, you know, set forth and what Coach has done here. So, um, but at the same time, realistically, it's been it's been challenging. So the new guys have been great at uh, picking other guys' brains that have been around here. Uh, the guys who have been around have been great in trying to help them um, even more than usual. And I think that speaks to the culture that the program has because um, we all understand the expectations and, and the level that we're accustomed to winning at and wanting to try to continue to do the same thing this year. You mentioned the season opening up here in just a few, four, a few short days. Excuse me. So on Friday you play Arizona Christian. How anxious is the team to actually play somebody else? Very anxious. I think we're all excited. Um, we're tired of seeing each other. We're tired of, um, you know, practicing against each other. Again, we scrimmaged the other day against ourselves, and we hadn't done that very often. So even then, you know, it was almost like game day as we were preparing and, and kind of having a mock shoot around and, and things like that. So um, we're really excited to play against Arizona Christian um, in here the next couple of weeks, and that'll be a good test for us because they're a good team. Um, they'll give us a great look, and, and, and it'll be a challenge for us, especially going to their place, which Division One schools don't typically do. But – because of the uniqueness of our situation, it was a perfect fit, um, both from the schedule standpoint and facility and, and those types of things. So our guys are pumped. Um, they're just, like I told you, I mean, they're, they're just excited to be playing. They're just excited. 
we haven't played since March, and the way it ended for us was was tough. Um, not just like everybody else, but um, we felt like we were really playing great basketball at the end. So now coming down to it, we want to try to keep the keep that train rolling in that in that direction. And that game's going to be on Fox Sports Arizona and also Comcast in uh, the Las Cruces area. And we're also going to pick that game up on the WAG Digital Network. So we are anxious to see the new look uh, New Mexico State Aggies this Friday. Coach, I know uh, as, an, as an assistant, you have all kinds of responsibilities as far as scheduling goes. Are, are you in on that? And, and what does it look like maybe for you have any other uh, games coming down the pike here with uh, – uh, you just have the Arizona Christian game right now. I imagine you're probably working on uh, several others before we get to conference play in January. Yeah, we have one other contract out for a, an early game next week. I think it's uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, the first. I don't even know what day that is at this point. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we have a couple others in the works uh, where we feel like we'll, we'll lock them in here pretty quick. So, um, yeah, uh, we've all kind of been in scheduling quite a bit because of the uniqueness of the situation. Um, and, and I've done a lot of the scheduling. Um, and trying to work through that. And you, you just have to picture it like this. We typically play at UTEP and New Mexico twice. Um, you know, so those games are up in the air because of obvious New Mexico doesn't know where they're going to be playing, nor do we um, to, to a certain extent. And, and El Paso typically is a 30-minute road trip for us when we play them both ways. And now we're talking, okay, how can we try to get these games in? And then, um, and then we had another tournament we were going to play in the Sun Bowl at El Paso where we were going to kind of be the neutral site team. And that was canceled last week. So from uh, last Sunday to now, we've lost, um, you know, six games on our schedule. And, and really, like I told Coach, it's probably best for us just to blow this thing up and start from scratch. And that's what we've done. So we're trying to get as many games in. We can get up to 11 um, before we start the league or even, you know, within the league, um, get non-conference games. And, and so basically we're trying to fill out a schedule of 10 or 11 games and trying to build that out on the fly. Um, and so it's been challenging, uh, obviously uniqueness with COVID and, um, in the circumstances, it's going to open up games where literally we're almost on call to an extent, and we're going to have to be ready to go and get on a plane or, or drive somewhere with probably a 24, 48 hour notice because certain opponents have canceled because they couldn't make the trip. And, and that's just kind of where we're at with it. So thankfully, um, I think we're making some, some headway on it and here in the next five or six days, we envision locking up at least a couple more games outside of the, the one early next week. Um, and then we're kind of on call for the rest and working towards filling in some, you know, some neutral side games and dates come uh, later December since we have a couple of weeks to kind of work around that. Well, Coach, we'll look forward to hopefully seeing the rest of that schedule very soon. Uh, an undrafted free agent, I guess now he's signed with the Houston Rockets, Trev Queen. What makes him or what personality traits about him will have him succeed in the NBA? Rachel, he's – he really loves the game of basketball, which I know it sounds corny, but he really loves the game of basketball. I mean, he lives and breathes basketball. And I think when you get to uh, our level and then you get to the NBA, those guys who love the game, who are always working on improving um, their game and their craft and, and don't have um, distractions and they just have blinders to keep going and staying within the lanes and continue to work and work and work and work. And that's Trev. Um, his work ethic will give him a chance um, obviously, he has the ability to score and um, play defense and, um, you know, get in passing lane. I mean, there's a lot of things he does from a basketball standpoint. But his mentality, how motivated he is, um, how much he loves the game, um, it truly drives him. And so I think um, with that drive, he's going to do whatever it takes to try to stick with the Rockets. And 
Um, so hopefully, obviously, we're all rooting for him. And, um, you know, like we said, hey, he didn't get drafted. But at the end of the day, that, that, that doesn't matter. If you get drafted and you don't produce, you're not going to be there. Um, so you didn't get drafted. And guess what? Now you have your chance. Um, and that's all he wanted. And that's all uh, any of us were hoping for. He gets a chance to go and compete. Um, and I think over the course of the last couple of years and looking at his growth, he understands the importance of, of competition and competing. Um, and so, hey, you know, we're rooting for him. And I think with that drive, hopefully he, he can stick. Coach Miller, last thing for me, uh, you were named a top assistant in the WAC along with Jay Stedman from uh, UTRGV by uh, Jeff Goodman from Stadium Sports. I know a lot of times assistant coaches don't get awards and a lot of recognition, so that has to make you feel pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. It, I mean, to me, it, it means that I've worked for great people that have helped uh, mentor me and, and shape me and mold me into who I am as an assistant coach and work with great people because I work with two guys, Corey Barker and Dave Anwar, who are just as good, if not better than me. So it's great to have the peers, um, you know, say, Hey, this guy knows what he's doing. He does a good job. Um, but I, at the same time, I also am very realistic to know that it's because we have great players. It's because I work with great people and I work for a person that allows um, me and coach Jans to, to try to do the best things to my ability. Um, and so, yeah, it, it feels good. Um, because like you said, typically assistants don't get much recognition and that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. It doesn't really bother me at all. Um, but uh, I like the point of the guys and, and I'm just excited because I think that recognizes, okay, yeah, I, I do a good job, but more so it recognizes that we have a great program and recognizes that we have other great people here on the staff because it's just like anything coach is an unbelievable coach, but he, he will be the first to tell you his staff has a lot to do with our, our culture and our success of the program. Obviously he's the head of the snake and he's amazing at what he does, but he also understands that the good people we have in our program, um, you know, it makes it go. So it was exciting. It definitely um, is a feather in the cap, I guess, as people would say. Coach, you can see just the energy. It lights up with you when you talk about this program. What's your favorite part of your job? Uh, most day dealing with the guys, <laughs> most days, <laughs> but, um, it's the relationships you build um, with, with the players and, and relationships you build with people on our staff um, and, and just seeing guys like Treble and Queen um, go on and, and have a chance after they've gotten their, their degree here um, from New Mexico State to go on and, and have a chance to be an NBA player. That's what they all come here to do. They, they want to win. They want to learn how to compete. They want to be coached hard by the staff. Um, and then once they get their degree, they want to play professional basketball. So I think like anybody who, who has a servant type leadership approach and, and mindset, um, you want to pour into those guys. And then, and then you want to see things like that, like that with Trev where, Hey, you got a chance now, man. Like you always say you want to be a pro. Here's your chance. You know, now it's up to you. We've given you all the tools to help put you in that situation. And, and now you're there. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things I love about this program. I love working for coach. I love feeling like we're going to win a lot of games. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I love our guys. They're good. They're good. They're good guys. Um, who really have the right approach and like going back to how this how this has been the last couple of months they've they've handled it great and I think that's you know tribute to them um, in the culture that we have. Well, Coach Miller, I want to thank you for taking some time out. Uh, good luck to you this year. Uh, we look forward to seeing the team uh, on Friday and uh, hopefully you won't be in Phoenix too long and can get back to Las Cruces and get back to normalcy somewhat uh, here in the near future. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, that is James Miller, associate head coach at New Mexico State. When we come back, we're going to have Rachel's interview with 
Ani Oleda from California Baptist. You're listening to the WAC Podcast. Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference and for over 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. Eric Danner and Rachel V. Hill here. Last week, Rachel, you had a chance to talk with Ani Oleda from California Baptist. She's the preseason WAC Player of the Year. I did. I was able to hop on and talk with her right after practice. And we talked a little bit about what the team chemistry is looking like, who she's most excited to play against. And she said she's really just excited to not have to play her teammates anymore, which I feel like is a lot of college uh, basketball students, student athletes right now. I know you had practice earlier. How did practice end up going? Uh, practice went well. Uh, we had weights before, then practice. Just smooth. Good. <laughs> Good. And so what are the COVID restrictions looking like right now at CBU? Um, so we have to wear a mask everywhere we go on campus, obviously. Um, we have to wear a mask, doing weights. Um, luckily, we get tested. So uh, during practice, we do stuff like contact stuff. So that's been good for practices. Um, but yeah, other than that, just mask and get tested. Are full team practices able to happen? Yes, full practices, so that's great. We're grateful for our community and CVU that let us do that, which is great. Good, and you were selected as the preseason player of the year, first of all, congratulations. But what was the first thing that popped in your head when you heard that news? Um, So obviously it was an honor to receive that recognition. Um, I was happy at the same time, uh, a little bit of pressure on me. Uh, but I'm just trying to work every single day, uh, putting that work in, and the results will come at the end. Um, but I'm just more focused on um, the biggest accomplishment will be just winning the walk with my teammates. You mentioned a little bit of that pressure. How much do you feel now with the season only a few weeks away or a week away? Um, I'm, I try not to, like, psych myself out. Um, so I just just take one, like, day by day and just practice and work hard. As I said, the results will come out. Um, and yeah. Coach, Ols- or Coach, Coach Olson, excuse me, uh, told us at preview day that you were battling a little bit of an injury. How's that going? Um, I feel great. Um, I just had a minor uh, injury in my ankle, which I had to take a few days off. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to get on the court and just have fun and play with my friends and teammates. Coach also said that you were in phenomenal shape. So what were you able to do during COVID and the lockdown to like stay in shape? Um, well, I was at home in back in Spain and I was in lockdown for two months or maybe more. And luckily I have my brother who always kept me in shape because sometimes you just get lazy and you don't want to do anything. But um, yeah, I just worked out with him every single day. Um, just try to keep in shape even though it's difficult but yeah when did you head back to Spain um I went back I think it was back in March yeah March 18 yeah and then when were you able to come back to the states so I came back um at the beginning of August yes Mm And the Riverside community, what has that been like? Are you able to go out, go to any restaurants, or are you pretty much just staying home right now? 
So um, we're able to go outside, but like um, COVID has been bad lately. So everything shut down again, like the restaurants and everything. So you can't be really inside. Um, but yeah, just working through it. Well, CBU was picked first by the media. For your team, what was the excitement like? Well, it's obviously great to hear that news. Um, I think we're more than capable of doing that this year. Uh, we have new people um, that they have talent. Um, so I think it's an achievable goal. But yeah, it's just going to be on us, uh, working hard every single day, and we'll see. Being a leader on that team, how do you rate the team's chemistry right now going forward into the beginning of the season? Um, so we have new people, as I said, so we had to work on that. Um, but I think the biggest key this year for our team is going to be moving that ball. Uh, when every single one of us touches that ball, like it creates some type of energy that it's amazing to play and watch. Absolutely. Okay. Now, what non-conference matchup are you looking forward to most? I don't know. I'm excited for non-conference because I'm willing to see like our level compared to other teams in other conferences. Um, maybe the most excited will be UCR just because they're up down the road. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for conference as well. Um, as I said, I'm just willing to wing the whack this year. What conference matchup are you looking forward to the most there? Um, maybe New Mexico. Um, I think they always have a good team. Um, but yeah, I'm just overall excited for every single team and the new teams coming up as well. So California Baptist opens on Wednesday against Fresno Pacific. That's a 2 p.m. Pacific time start at the CBU Event Center, and that will be on the WAC Digital Network. Rachel? Good luck to the Lancers on that one. Excited. Opening up the season on day number one. It'll be really, really exciting for them, too. And, yeah, they were picked second by the coaches and first by the media. So it, it's going to be an exciting season. I'm excited to see what Coach Olson will put together on the court. Yeah, it, we're definitely excited to see on the women's side, so many different teams could win the championship this year. Mm -hmm. Knock on what everybody gets to play, uh, the number of games that they're scheduled. Yes, knock on some wood. But yeah, best of luck to the Lancers on Wednesday as well as all the other teams that will be competing this weekend. And Eric, next time we'll have results to talk about hopefully on the podcast. Yeah, and players of the week, you know, whack top play. I mean, all kinds of stuff that's going to be coming up uh, next week. Again, happy Thanksgiving to everybody this week and thanks for listening to the WAC podcast make sure to follow us on facebook instagram twitter and youtube and check out our website at waxsports.com <laughs>